welcome back to the Five at the Back podcast. This week we are going to be doing another in-depth club analysis, this time on Manchester United. What a club Manchester United have been over the years. The biggest club in English football, maybe even the world. Uh, 100% agreed. Obviously the years under Alex Ferguson were incredible, but since he left they've kind of dropped off a bit, haven't they? Exactly. Moyes. Van Gaal. Mourinho. They haven't been great appointments, have they? And even Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Exactly. He's. I don't think he's doing it, in my opinion. A lot of people, when he joined, Ole's at the wheel. Interim manager Ole, what a manager. It was incredible. Normal when, Ole, no, he's he, not doing it. When he got that contract, he just... Since then, he hasn't been great. He's had, a, he's had a few good results. But ultimately, over the course of the season or so since he became permanent manager, he hasn't been very good. Yeah, I think the main thing that describes him is just inconsistent. Like... We'll see him beat big clubs. You know, he'll get a shock result. Well, look at that PSG game. Well, the Leipzig but, game, 5-0 a couple yep, of weeks ago. Exactly. But then he won't beat those consistent clubs that you still have to be beating every single week, week in and week out. I think that was the main thing about Fergie as well. He beat those little clubs. That was the, that was the thing he was good at. He always did it consistently. Oh, yeah, you'd have 10, 12 fixtures a season, even more than that, 15, 20 even. Um that you just knew that United would win under Ferguson. Yep. And the, the the question of whether they'd win the title would be whether they can wrap up those results against the top few clubs that were challenging as well. Mm-hmm. But exactly. under Ole, there's no, there's no fixtures that you go into thinking United are guaranteed to win them. Yeah, and I think that's why they were always third up, you know. Whenever they weren't the best team in the league, they were always still beating those little sides. Yeah, they're always second or third, only a couple of points off the league. Under Ferguson, they never finished outside the top three. Really? Yeah. I think that's what I associate Manchester United with, Definitely. those consistent finishes. But third place last season, it's okay, but their points tally was not a third place points tally. It wasn't. It was Last season, most teams were poor except Liverpool. And in a normal season, that points tally would have got them fifth, maybe. Mm-hmm. So I think Ole... Well, they got a bit lucky last year. Yeah, and this season they haven't come up with that same lockdown form that they had. Ten points out of seven games is not great. You know, they've been losing against smaller clubs that they should not be losing against. They have. Well, and also, when they face the big clubs, they've been absolutely battered. 6-1 against Spurs. Yeah. Ridiculous result. Mourinho In a game that many thought that United would win, you know. What's going on? It's crazy. And they've been struggling in the league, haven't they? Where's their, what position are they now? 14th in the league. That is ridiculous. For Surra- Manchester United. Surrounded by clubs like Leeds United, Brighton, Newcastle and West Ham. That is terrible. For a club like Man United, you should not be anywhere near the bottom half of the table. Exactly. And I think what changes have to be made around the club? You know, maybe directorial changes. Ed Woodward, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Maybe they need to go. But we've been thinking... A bit closer to home. We've been thinking transfers, that sort of thing. Definitely. We've identified three positions where they need transfers. And we've come up with three players for each of those positions at different price points. Mm-hmm. We've come up with centre-back, central defensive midfielder and right winger. Yes. Should we start with the right winger? I think we should. Okay. Now, we've, we've decided to go for a mid-range player, a high, a top-tier player. And it's a bit and of a cheaper option. Yeah, a bit of a budget option because they're not going to sign the most expensive player that we've listed in each of these positions. That's just unrealistic. It's, it's, it won't happen because the board aren't going to back them that much because that's going to cost them over £300 million pounds to yep. sign the three 
three players. But let, let's go through each yeah. position as we go, as we go. Edward Wood, listen up, because our expensive right winger is obviously Jadon Sancho. Who else was he going to be? He's he, been linked with United for such a long time now, and at one point over the summer, it wasn't a case of if, it was a case of when. But the deal never materialised for whatever reason it was. But still, he is the obvious choice for United. Mm, a lot of people saying United have missed their chance now. You know, he's going to go to bigger clubs. He's going to look at Real, Barca, those sort of teams now. Have they missed their chance? We'll have I to wait and see, won't we? I don't think so. He is going to cost that hundred and twenty million mark. I think all season, all transfer window, they were trying to lower it down, but you just can't do that. You can't do that. Dortmund are playing hardball, and you can see why. Sancho is such a massive talent, one of the best young English players for the last 10 years mm-hmm. and I can see why United want him but they need to pay up that money exactly I, I wouldn't say they would be playing hardball I'm just saying they're asking for a fair price for a brilliant player he is worth that money and United have to cough it up I mean you can't look past 17 goals 16 assists in his last season that's incredible that's almost Lionel Messi Cristiano Ronaldo numbers that is exactly and in the season before that 12 goals 4 assists and I think it was 18 in this season was he was so young he's just his numbers are incredible and if he can keep them up he's going to win a, ba- win a Ballon d'Or at some point exactly I can see players like him Erling Haaland and Kylian Mbappe yeah, they, they, they seem to be the three young young players who could come, go forward and get to the levels of the likes of Ronaldo Messi Neymar yeah they're the new generation they are and United we've got to keep tabs on them they could be their new Cristiano Ronaldo okay so the middle option I went with someone who a few years ago, would have cost a lot more than he would now, but he's been played by injuries. The Frenchman at Barcelona, Ousmane Dembélé. Now, we all know how good he was in his prime at Dortmund, but since he moved to Barca, he's had a couple of niggling injuries and he hasn't quite reached his best. So I think maybe a change of scenery is what he needs. Mm-hmm. Do you think United could be the place for him? I think so. He does seem like that United player. He's got that flair of creativity. That, as I mentioned, we did see with Cristiano Ronaldo all those years ago. Yeah. He's got the skill, but he might be a little bit injury hit. That's my only worry with Usman. He might be. It's a risk, but that risk is incorporated into the, into the price they pay. Yeah. A few years ago, they'd be paying upwards of 100 mil for him. Now, he's going to be he's going to be available for 35, 40 million. Really? Yeah, it's, that's the amount that Barcelona want for him. Mm-hmm. So this could be an incredible piece of business if United can pull it off and if he stays injury free. That's a brilliant price for a player of Dembele's quality. And especially if you look at the timing, Barcelona are in turmoil. They need to get rid of some players and they're probably not going to ask for the most money for them because clubs know that they can get them on the cheap. I think United have to take advantage of this. I agree. Now, for our cheaper right winger, I've gone for someone that did get relegated from the Premier League last season. Went under a lot of people's radars. Was a bit of a fantasy league guy. Emmy Buendia of Norwich. Now he's a class player. A shining star in that Norwich side along with Timu Pukki, Max Ahrens. And Ben Godfrey. Ben Godfrey. Yeah. Yeah, he really was a standout player in that Norwich side, I thought. One goal, seven assists in a relegated Premier League side is brilliant, especially for a right midfield position when they didn't really have a defined goal scorer. Timo Pukki started off well, but he stopped scoring. I agree. For most of that season, they were relying on Buendia for all their creativity. And I think in a, t- in a side like United, he would just flourish when he had players like Rashford, like Martial, who will finish off his chances. 
he will get more assists and he will also get a, get a couple of goals. Mm-hmm. I completely agree with you. You know, he can be, he can be that spark for United. I do think he'd fit great in in with players like Bruno, Pogba, Rashford. He'd really fit in with them, I think. Definitely, and he'd definitely be an upgrade on Dan James in that right hand side. Of course, and Premier League Premier League experience as well. It's yep. not easy to come by these days. That's true. Now then, should we move on to another position? I think we go for the CDM role, shall we? I think it's a good shout. Okay, so, the most expensive player, someone that United have also been linked with, is Wilfred Ndidi out of Leicester. Now, we all know how good he is. Um, if he's averaging two and a half tackles a game in the Premier League, which is incredible numbers for someone in a side where they dominate the ball a lot, so he isn't, doesn't, isn't having to make all those tackles. But it seems that every tackle that's made at Leicester is from Ndidi. And... He's getting 90 touches per match, which is like a touch a minute, which is incredible, and it shows how, how vital he is to Leicester's build-up play. He is so similar to Kante. He's always the one winning back the ball. He's always got that work rate, and he's appearing on a lot of people's radars now, and United have to swoop in to grab him. Yes, he's 23 years old. He's got an incredible work rate. I heard that he's, he's actually doing a degree at the University of Leicester. Really? Really, yeah. So that <laughs> after, after football, he's prepared for his life afterwards. It just shows the kind of hard-working person he is. Mm-hmm. I think he'd fit in amazingly at United. Yeah, I think the one issue with him is Leicester's brilliant business. Yes. Their asking price for him must be insane. It will be a lot of money, but it could be worth it if he can show up that midfield, which can give Pogba and Bruno and Van der Beek the freedom ahead of him to do what they want. It could be worth the money. And as I mentioned, we've seen Leicester create brilliant CDMs before in N'Golo Kante. And you know, United really have to take an opportunity here because soon... Wilfred and Didi is going to be looking at other clubs. He is. Now, should we move on to that mid-range CDM spot? Let's go for it. I've gone with a man that I think fits that United mould. I could see him as a sort of Roy Keane-esque player. Not with the, sort, the same sort of aggressiveness, but a, a captain material type. A leader in that midfield. Yeah. Calvin Phillips of Leeds. He's a shining player in that league, league side. Leeds side. Only played five games so far this season, but 17 tackles in those five games is brilliant. That's two and a half tackles per game almost. You have to look at him and say he's a brilliant player, and I think he deserves that jump up from Leeds now. Now, that is quite a controversial choice because obviously Leeds and Man United are rivals. Yeah. Do you think he'd do that to his club? I don't know. You know you've got to look at Calvin Phillips and think, does he need to further his career? Because let's be honest... A player of his talent, it's going to be a bit of a waste him staying at Leeds. You know, Leeds are good this season; they've been looking strong, but they're, they're not. not they're not Manchester United. I'm sorry. And when United come calling, some players are just going to have to say yes, aren't they? Exactly. It's the opportunity of a lifetime for him. Yeah, I think he's got to make that choice. Does he want to throw it away? Well, the cheap option for that CDM role is Oliver Unchen. He's a Frenchman who plays for Celtic, and I know people think. The Scottish League, it's a bit of a farmer's league. and But that's not necessarily true. You know, the likes of Van Dyke, the likes of Wanyama, they did it up at Celtic, and they came through, and they've been great players in the Premier League. He's got good numbers. He averages 60 passes per 90, with an 86% accuracy. 75 touches per match as well, which is good, solid numbers. And in the Europa League, his numbers are also pretty good at 40 passes per 90, with an 82% accuracy. And obviously... You've got to look at the kind of calibre of players surrounded by it. And you've got to understand that these numbers will only improve in a United side where he's got the likes of Pogba, the likes of Bruno, the 
in that midfield with him. Mm, I can really see him doing that sort of Van Dyke thing, being a quality player at Celtic for years, but no Premier League clubs take a take a punt on him. But I think yeah. United, they've got to jump ahead of the curve here. They've got to look at him and say that he's a quality player that we can get for a very good price. I agree. So, should we move on to centre-backs then? I think we should. Okay, so, the expensive option. I went for Milan Skriniar. He's playing at Inter, um, under Antonio Conte. And, you know, he's been incredible over the past few years. And I think he could be the ball-playing centre-back that United have been crying out for for so long. His numbers are amazing. 91% pass accuracy with 75 passes per game. It's just amazing. And he could shore up that United defence and just completely improve the team. I really think he is that commanding United player that their defence has been calling out for. You know, they thought it was going to be Harry Maguire, but he's just not doing it. He's he's really got to look at himself and think, am I am I doing enough? You're right. Maguire's not doing great, but I think Maguire alongside Skriniar could be a very good partnership. Yep. Because you have the physicality of Maguire and the ball-playing skill of Skriniar. It, yep. it, it's It would work so well, wouldn't it? It's like Maguire's so good in the air. Skriniar is so good at his feet. It reminds me of Ramos and Varane, of Van Dijk and Joe Gomez. Mm-hmm. These amazing centre-back partnerships. Skriniar and Maguire could replicate that. Yeah, I can really see Skriniar as like a, a Vidic t- type of player. Definitely. Like the, one of the best centre-backs in the league, constantly quality, mill-off days. I can really see him like that. I would say he is world-class. Mm. And moving on to a more unreliable option, I'd say. As a mid-range option, Dan Axel Zagadu. It's a risk, isn't it? He's young. Yeah, it's a bit of a punt. I think it's very similar to William Saliba at Arsenal. Yeah. But I feel like Zagadu, he deserves playing time. He really does deserve that chance. And he's not getting it at Dortmund. Only 980 minutes played last season. It's not great. And I really think he's a good player. And he can do it for Manchester United. And again, as you said, Ben... He is that ball-playing centre-back, you know. Uh, 91% pass success rate, it says it here in my yeah, notes. So the same as Skriniar, that is, yeah. That's brilliant. For a centre-back... Young guy, he's only 20, isn't he? For a centre-back to be having a 91% pass completion rate, is brilliant. Yeah. He's a really good player, and I think he needs that chance to get first-team football. I, I think, think United I, can offer that. I would agree with you. He does need that chance for first-team football. The only question I would ask is... At such a young age, is he good enough to be leading that United side to be starting week in week out alongside Maguire? Yeah, you think he is? I think, well, that's what I'm wondering because you know, I think Maguire say. has to take a bit of a leadership role there. Got to take yeah. him under his wing as the more experienced player. You know, can he adapt to the physicality of the Premier League? I think he should be okay. Well, you talked there about Maguire being the more experienced player. Interestingly enough, for the chief option. I've gone for someone who's actually older and more experienced than Harry Maguire. Really? It's a bit of a left-field shout. He would be a short-term option, but I've gone with Ben Mee out of Burnley. Now, he's 31 years old, so he's quite... He is getting on a bit. But he's been so impressive in such a poor Burnley side that he could be a short-term option for United, you know? Bring him in for a season or two just to kind of shore up that defence and give Maguire that partner he needs and then bring in someone a bit more expensive in a few years' time. Yep, I really think Maguire can learn from a player like Ben Mee. Definitely. As much as Maguire is the more talented player, Ben Mee has that experience and he can pass it on to Maguire and show him how to be a proper captain. And playing in a team like Burnley, so defensive, yeah. he knows how to keep a clean sheet. 
and he knows how to go through a tough period as well, like like we see Maguire going through now. That's true. I think that's about it for the podcast this week, do you not? I think that's it. Well. Hopefully, Edward was listening up and he can take some advice. Yep. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Five at the Back. See ya.